Captain's Log, June 22nd. It's been a few months since the glass appeared. This sounds crazy. This very thick, transparent substance wrapped around the entirety of the Earth's atmosphere suddenly just appeared. Scientists are baffled. It was instantaneous. Some say it's aliens. Others claim it's a governmental conspiracy. You hear a lot of chatter about the end times now. There haven't been many side effects from this phenomenon, excluding the one glaringly obvious one. It hasn't stopped snowing. I mean everywhere it's snowing, everywhere at once. It's the middle of June and I've been shoveling snow out of my driveway for the past two months. <sighs> and as we grow closer and closer to certain doom, or whatever frozen hellscape that awaits us, I've come up with a solution, not for mankind, but for me. I'm going to the moon. Kingdom? Are you there? Kingdom? This is Houston, say again, please. Oh, uh, Houston, we've had a problem. We've had a main beam on a bubble. Roger, main beam on a bubble. Okay, stand by 13, we're looking at it. Roger, Zero J, and I feel fine. Capsule is turning around. Welcome to the Hyperfixation, where my friends come onto my show and tell me about things that excite them for 30 to 45 minutes so I can acquire an approximate knowledge of many things. My name is Roma. I use the they and them pronouns, and I am joined today by Kingdom. Hi, I use he, him, and I am here again. You can't get Welcome rid of me. Back. I am the bingo free space. You are my editor. <laughs> I would never get rid of you. You're my friend. I would never get rid of you. <laughs> None of you can get away from me. <laughs> I'm always watching. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. Uh. First, first of all, I we need to establish here, just in case someone's jumping into this and they have no idea about season one. Kingdom was was episode three, four. Yes, four. Four. Episode no, three. Four. It was three. Yes. It was three. Ah, I got, got it. it. Uh, episode three of Hyperfixation season one and uh, brought to the table one of my favorite things that I think about all the time, which is Death Stranding. Um, and I would just like to, before we, we move on to this current hyperfixation, I just wanted to, to get a little update from you and see if there's anything exciting from the realm of uh, Hideo Kojima from the last time oh. we spoke a few months ago. Um, yeah, Death Stranding in general, I haven't been super, uh, into anymore, like, you know, hopping between, like, oh, yeah. interests and everything, um, but there has been some stuff from Hideo Kojima, um, a lot of teasers, um, stuff about, uh, ironically enough for today's episode, the moon and stuff, uh, <gasps> it seems more like his standard, um, near future, uh, world where war is always there, but also very bad, 
Uh, but it yeah. seems interesting. It seems like he's keeping a lot of the stuff he learned from Death Stranding with like real people actors, which is cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There hasn't been a lot about it, but it seems neat from what's been leaked. That sounds good to me. I will embarrassingly admit that I didn't get the chance to finish Death Stranding, but it wasn't anybody's fault other than my PC being a weak piece of shit. It's a long game, too, so I don't I don't blame anyone. But I do consistently think about it and, and reference it, um, but unfortunately not everybody's played Death Stranding, so it's just one of those like, ah, yes, referencing to, to normal people in normal life about this game and my conspiracy theories about uh, him predicting COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, hey, today I'm going to bring you another thing that even less people in normal life will know about, which is fun. What? What? Tell me. Tell me. What is it? Uh, uh, today, well, specifically, uh, I want to talk to you about an album uh, called Snow Globe Theory, but more <gasps> generally, I'm going to talk to you about uh, my experience and uh, interest in a musician group called Exociety. Mm-hmm. Which I know, I think there's like a K-pop group that kind of has that name too, but not those people. <laughs> That's all the due respect, I got for not them. <laughs> all, due, all due respect, I don't know who those people are. I know about my boys. Mm-hmm. We're talking about these boys. And these I think boys. this is really exciting because we've talked about books. We've talked about um, video games, TV series, visual novels, religions, Clowns. clown history. Uh, but we haven't discussed music yet, and this is going to be a really fun department to for me to frolic around in because my my variety of listening to music is on loop, like the same four songs on loop for about a month before I move mm-hmm. on to the next four songs. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> so I'm very excited for my my whole world to get rocked because I just got I'm I'm falling out of my loop of listening to the fast chains the the last for Chainsaw Man endings, and I need something to fill that void. So thank you for being here. I'm glad. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm very lucky to have stumbled upon these people, and we'll get into detail once the timer's going, but like, whew, there's a lot, and they're very, they're very interesting. And um, if there's any people listening, I'm not going to talk about any drama. Don't worry. That listening that may know about this group, there was recent sort of drama that I don't know enough about to talk about, so I'm just going to ignore it. Ah, that's fair. I respect that. Okay. I thought it was like uh, the drummer slept with, with the the, the, the singer's <laughs> ex-girlfriend. I, kinda, I didn't realize it was like this I would love real to people. talk about that that drama, but no. That's a, Oh, I was about to say, wait, that, that happened? No. All right. I... Uh, as I go through this show, I love that some that most people remember qualities about my show better than I do. And I was like, oh, the timer. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to let you talk forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, 30 but. to 45 minutes, but not actually that. Also, another disclaimer that I wanted to get out. Um, I specifically or I was specifically given permission by the host themselves that uh I don't have to pick a topic that is interesting to anyone. So this is entirely self-serving. Oh my I was like, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna I was gonna like, ah, uh, but nobody would really care. You know what? Fuck it. I care. That's why I'm here. If yes. one person listening to this checks out a single song, then I've done my job. And that's what I make it too, because you for sure got me baby. Alrighty, that was easy. Okay. <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeezy. 
But yes, you scared me for a second. I was like, what do you mean uninteresting? Like, I'm very invested in whatever this guy has to say about his snow <laughs> planet in the moon. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Let's see. Is there any other questions I need to ask? Yes, I do. There's questions. Um, so we've already established that you and I know each other. We've yeah. known each other for quite some time. You're my editor. Everyone should know who you are by this point, especially oh. here in this Discord. But um, freaking better. When it comes to X Society, I I have never heard of them until you messaged me about them, and yep. I'm very curious about where this true where where how did you find them? How did they enter your life? That's where I was gonna uh, kick this off. Um, oh shoot! Well then, I'll save you some minutes because this is part of the introductory period. So. I have two questions for you in response to that question. <gasps> one, you like One Piece? I fucking love One Piece. <laughs> and have you ever used Pandora Music Radio? Unfortunately, I have. Yeah, same. <laughs> so it uh, in 2017, I believe. 2017? Yeah, it must have been. I was walking back to my, my, my house uh, from a convenience store and I would just listen to Pandoric music radio because I didn't have money for Spotify. <laughs> Basically that's it. None uh, of us did. You know, you get to a certain point when you're on Pandora where like you've liked enough songs and it starts to throw some obscure shit at you. Yes. Um, I was hit with a song that's called devil fruit smoothies. Oh, and uh, for a while I kind I was like kind of liking rap, but also kind of not, you know, you kind of grow up with your parents music. Mm hmm. And they didn't, so I never really got into it. But I was like, "Yo, Devil Fruits! Oh, they're ta they're talking about One Piece! Oh, and One Piece! There's a clip from like the Four Kids dub, um, oh in my the beginning. God. Mm -hmm. And one of the people credited for the song was called Jinzo the Trap Lord. And I'm like, Jinzo, that's Trap Lord. That's a uh, that's the Yu-Gi-Oh card. These <gasps> guys are pretty neat. Sick. Um, and then I went to the the main singer in the song, known as Rav R A V Rav. Mm -hmm. uh, I went I went like looked him up and found some more stuff by him. Um, by that point in 2017, he had released uh, publicly, privately, hidden all this other like different ways to find his music. Uh, he had over 120 songs and like 12 albums by that point. And it's like Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> He's been busy. He's been busy for a long time. And yeah, I just fell down the rabbit hole. That sounds like a really beautiful rabbit hole to fall down, honestly, where like you find a new artist and usually they got like the one hit song and the rest of them are mm. kind of like, eh. and then, but when you find one that's just like, I have everything, and you're like, oh. You want me to get, start getting deep into it? I'm trying to think if I have any other. So my last question before I let you, before I let you run off with it. Mm -hmm. Um, is every almost everything he does like obviously I'm not expecting everything he's not like an anime rapper by any means but no. um, is is a majority of his stuff like nerd related or is is it a lot of original content? Uh, most of it's original. There's there's very uh, I wouldn't say super frequent, but there are frequent references to um like video games and anime and stuff. But a lot of it's like it's not like. Not like a rap cipher where it's like all the Yu-Gi-Oh guys or something. Yeah, it's not like a my Gurren Lagann uh, rap parody of a Snoop Dogg song or some shit. Okay. Are, it's all original music, but they're just like small references. And a lot of them are to like 90s anime and stuff, which I think is really nice. It's always a very good aesthetic. Okay. I feel that. That feels good. Okay. Yeah. So I got, So I got the timer in three, two, 
one. It's going. All right. So um, the album that I'm just going to, uh, for the listeners, um, join the Discord. Uh, but mostly what I'm going to be putting in the Discord for, for this episode is going to be the album arts because I really like how they look. Um, so that first song I listened to, uh, Devil Fruit Smoothies, was from the album by Rav that is titled Beneath the Toxic Jungle. And I'll link the album art right there. Oh, that's so cool. Um, a lot of the time in depictions of himself, he has uh, other mouths instead of eyes. That's like Wait. a very consistent thing for him. I need to zoom in on this. Zoom in enhance. Enhance. I mean, you'll see it more later. <laughs> Oh, I see it now. It's like when it's in the smaller Discord form, it's yeah. really easy to miss. I didn't notice for that picture for a while either. I th- I thought he just had like glazed over eyes or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Beneath the Toxic Jungle starts with uh, a song called A Thousand Years in the Sea. And it is this like acted out thing where characters called Agent White and Agent Black are talking to each other. And th- behind them, like it sounds like they're like in like on a street and there's music from like a car like across the street going through and that's rav singing but then they're doing their own skit that's like agent white is this like little kid like alien character who's trying to understand like human emotion shit and it's so sweet and it's like um what does he say he says uh like when the sky turns gray why do i feel so blue and stuff like that he's trying to figure stuff out and by the by the end of that like intro track, uh, Agent White is has decided that he is going to pour gasoline all over Agent Black and, and light him on fire. Why? <laughs> and he's saying everything should burn. Oh, no, yeah. what? <laughs> it's like, oh, this is how things work. I don't like that. <laughs> That's the kind of thing. Oh. Yeah, and Beneath the Toxic Jungle was my first real experience with that. Um, and then the fourth track in that is Devil Fruit Smoothies. And I'm like, Jinzo, the Trap Lord, who the hell is this guy? He has a weird voice. And then the song before that, I learned, is called Save Face As Whatever. We don't have to get into it super far, but uh, somebody credited in that song is Kill Bill the Rapper. And I'm like, hey, that guy sounds a lot like Jinzo the Trap Lord, but with a lot less effects in his voice. True. Is it? Turn- it's just it's just him with a lot less effects on his voice. Um, Yeah, Jinzo is the name that he goes by when he produces beats and not when he's actually like on the song. Gotcha. So yeah, Rav and Kill Bill are the main two guys we're going to be talking about. And I'm probably just going to refer to them as Rav and Bill. I see up here we got the gif where Kill Bill breaks into your house and steals your Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, I like that gif a lot. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. That's Bill. Uh, and I can find a, I can give you a picture of Rav in real life. Here's this one. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> my cat's yelling at me it's just like you're not i'm on the podcast too and i'm like oh, God, okay what's it he wanted to know what was going on motherfucker and uh fun fact uh on beneath the toxic jungle um the very last song of the album is uh where i get half of the username that i go by it's called tachyon oh for real yeah um it, it's like people I think assume also from Death Grips because I also like Death Grips and they have a song called Tachyon, but that's all with a K instead of a CH and this one's spelled with a CH. I have a question. Yes. What is a tachyon? Um, uh, physics. Okay. It's like a theoretical particle that can move faster than the speed of sound or the speed of light rather. 
Um, mm. But it's used as like a like a a symbol for something that like kind of exists but shouldn't. You know what I mean? Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I, 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 that's okay. That's pretty cool, actually. I can see now why they use that. Okay, that tracks. That's how I also use it, yo. Yeah. Um, and then a thousand years in the sea was with Agent White and Agent Black, and a thousand years in the mountains is uh the the ninth out of ten songs on that album. And then it's like, yeah, the the ancient legend of I don't remember what what culture, but like, uh, it's the what Magikarp's based on when a snake lives a thousand thousand years in the sea and a thousand years in the mountains, it becomes a dragon. Magikarp. Yeah, and that's Gyarados? What, yeah, that's what that's based on. Wait, so is that why he's like kind of flapping around useless with Splash until you give him a hundred candies? Yeah, until he's strong enough. Yeah. You know, uh, I got. Tony bought me Pokemon Scarlet because I didn't get a choice in this matter. He took my Switch and put Pokemon Scarlet on it. Um, good move. It was a very good move, but uh, I just got my Gyarados today, so this is fitting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Beneath the Toxic Jungle as a whole is like this story about like bringing yourself up out of whatever funk you're in and like being becoming a stronger person you know what i mean yes uh yeah that's that's pretty much all that's there also it has a song called get mine too and it's for a while that was my favorite song of all time but we're done with beneath the toxic jungle uh that's how i found these guys rav's stuff for the most part is very hard to find yeah a lot of his albums or like eps are little like i shouldn't say little but they're like groups of singles that he like kind of never released some of the groups are like eight songs long. Some of them are like thirty, mm-hmm. but a lot of most of them aren't on Spotify. So I didn't really, I couldn't really find them at that point. But I went to Kill Bill the Rappers on Spotify at that point, and, and he had an album called Ramona. Oh, uh, you know Ramona? You ever, you ever Scott Pilgrim? Oh, I, uh, I have emotions about Ramona Flowers. Everyone uh. does, I think. Yes. Here, there's I, the album art for Ramona. Oh, I definitely uh, very much wanted to be Ramona Flowers without totally understanding her character um, mm-hmm. when that movie came out. And one of the many reasons why I wanted to get uh, that Bob haircut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to get into a lot of stuff involved in Ramona, but I want to read because he sold it as CDs like as for the album mm-hmm. and on the inside cover of the cd it has this little message written in it uh and i kind of want to read that from it's quoted it. from kill bill so do i'm it, gonna do link it, do the it. image and read it it says summertime is stardust it has a real tendency of slipping through your fingers and falling to your feet but that's okay enjoy every little grain for as long as you can but don't be afraid to wash your hands you can always chase it again it will always be there the handfuls may seem small, but they're really all you need. Don't lock it inside of a jar, throw it into the sky, and let the night glow. These types of nights don't come around just every day. You know, summertime changes people. I don't think I would be here without it. I'd be somewhere, but not here. You can always chase it. Don't be afraid to chase it, because sometimes chasing it is better than catching it. Bask in the flaws and imperfections. They're what make things beautiful. I love you. Aww. 
It's very, very sweet. It's very sweet. To remark on the marketing of it, like the design of everything just has big, just kawaii anime energy, which is kind of, and even the font, like in the, the energy that the cover and this message has is both very different from what I've anticipated from hearing somebody who goes by Kill Bill. Yeah. Also somebody who, like the third song of the album is just titled Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That tracks. Ramona is a 16 track album. And a lot of it is about, well, I should, throughout all of Rav and Kill Bill's discography, they both refer to summertime in the same kind of way, where summertime is that, that time where you're like, you feel like in your chest that you're happy and things are going well and it's, it's sunny out and everything, like you can go hang out with whoever you want. And throughout a lot of their albums, they say that the line summertime never ends. Aww. Uh, a lot of the album Ramona is, rec- it's so self-reflective, where uh, there's like three songs at the beginning that are like recognizing all of these different things as, um, like like Black Coffee is one of the songs, and it's talking yeah. about how like coffee as as itself is uh, is like a substance that you kind of abuse and you kind of rely on, and that could kind of relate to a bunch of different other stuff. And it's just like, uh, it's so good and self-reflective and everything. Oh, let me look up the lyrics. I'm a sucker for uh, analyzing the meanings behind songs. It's called Black Coffee by Kill Bill. Lyrics. If you would like that, then these are the guys that I would recommend because there's shit gets like a lot. Like, um, I feel like there's a there's a certain stigma against rap music in general that it's like, oh, it's about drugs and money and whatever. But, and while that's true for like a lot of mainstream stuff, just because that's kind of what sells, uh, these guys are all super like self-reflective and uh, self-aware. Well, like the first song of Ramona is called Backwoods and it is about smoking weed, but it's about like, here's, here's a line from it. And I've never been as happy as right now, but shit, I've got to cope with the fact that it dies down because in the end, I'll just wake up salty and start Aww. my day with a pot of black coffee, which is him using a substance to get over another substance. Ah. And it's like that cycle that people find themselves in. Ah, it's so fucking good. That's really good. And that hurt my soul in a good way. Oh, ah. oh. Another example of like their self-reflective nature is a song called Chinatown. Mm-hmm. It tells the story about going through like to Chinatown and seeing this woman, and she's like, "Oh my god, like she's so beautiful, and like she seems so cool. She has this style and this and this and this, and, like all the like classic like music, like oh, talk about a woman and everything and how hot she is." But then toward the end of it, it's like, "I'm in Chinatown." We we might not even speak the same language, and I've kind of built this idea of loving her in my head. And it's like, yeah, it's fucked up, but like in the framing of the song, it makes it work. But also when the song recognizes it, it's like, ah, oh, fuck, that's that's weird, bro. There's so much stuff like that. Ah, oh, I'm looking at it. Like right when you start talking about it, Google was like, hey, would you like to see the lyrics to Chinatown? I was like, absolutely, <laughs> yes, I would. <sighs> You know, uh, to 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 comment on something you said earlier, where it's like the you know rap music, especially like commercial 
specifically commercialized, uh, like mainstream 93.3 FLZ sort of music, um, you know, it kind of sits in this, in the realm of certain themes. I feel the same way about like country music where like the stadium country, uh, Bo Burnham has a really great song about this specifically where it's like, you could, they song, they all sound the same and they all talk about the same things and pander and all that. But, uh, I love it when like there's like old country or like really like very emotional and deep and like touching mm-hmm. on that stuff. And so this definitely tackles that, but I think it's like almost like it's hanging like by its ankles from uh just enough so people can see it from the surface, but then when yeah. you dive deep it's like actually a lot of really intricate and beautiful meaning. Yeah, it's a very accessible album, but that yeah. like, and you can kind of get the the messaging pretty quickly. But it's like the same kind of themes that you're used to until you get toward the end. To be fair, so at this point in Bill's life, um, he was I think starting to date uh, a long time relationship for him, and toward the end, it's kind of just like love songs about her. I forget her name. To be honest, <gasps> oh no, Judas. The second to last song of the album is called About Last Night. It, it is direct. It is. It's not even like I don't even remember if there's a chorus or anything. It's kind of just like directly a story about, you know, you have that time. Uh, Shots from the bar, stagger home at night. I called your cell number when I slurred. You were so polite. I love your voice, but it feels so far away. I turned my ass around and found which way to walk today. Stumbled to your doorstep. It's raining. You would let me in. I said I want to marry you. You stuttered like, let's be friends. You're drunk. I'm drunk. I'm not. I said I was, though. Rejection was as fun as getting belly by a snub nose. Uh-oh. Another stain on the glass. Like I need another yeah, friend. It's just directly about like you're with someone and you're kind of really, really far gone and kind of just like spilling your guts on the table and reflecting on it the day after where it's like, oh, fuck, I really shouldn't have said that stuff. Damn. Oh. And it's really, it's really vulnerable in that way. Yeah. It's like, oh. Yeah. Ooh. I, I definitely... That's one of the many reasons I don't drink anymore. I just say, yeah. not even that I, I, like, I personally didn't have, like, a problem in terms of addiction, which is, like, a good enough reason for anybody to stop drinking, obviously. But for me, it's like, I will just absolutely say everything on my yep. mind. Hey, there's a reason I found this this album extremely relatable. <laughs> um, and that's not the last song of the album, because the last song of the album, uh, throughout the album, there's... um. Uh, samples from I'm pretty sure Fooly Cooly, but I don't. I haven't watched it, so I'm not 100. Me neither. I heard it's so good. I just haven't taken the time yet. Um, listener, if if you know, and the the term of the overflow is a thing that you recognize, then it's that. And if it's not, then it's whatever that's from. Anyway, um, the last song on the album is called Summer Summertime parentheses The Overflow, and, and he says it's like specifically like you know genius. You can comment on your own lyrics yeah Uh, he says that this song wasn't originally in the album but he like physically felt like his emotions were overflowing and he kind of had to add it in at the end yeah um and yeah it's basically just like a love song about that woman and 
I know this bad girl with a scooter. She flipped my shit sideways. Summer's off of fire escape sunsets. Sticky icky flowers in the blunt. Yes, I wanna get her undressed. Hickey biting rough sex, but anyway. She don't pay me no mind. She just comes through the smoke for the daily unwinding. Miss Thang with a sideways ponytail talking. And I try to listen to her, but I'm holy grail stalking. I love it when she whisper my name too. Blood red hair, eyes cripping a dang blue. Green weed falling out a loose brown. When I look inside her eyes, it's like I'm in a new town. Move around. I'm stuck, frozen, I feel my heartbeat, it's about to bust open, why the fuck am I just sitting here, cause when you leave the room, none of them feelings ever seem to disappear, it's been a year and some change, and it's clear that you've changed, it's been a year and some change, and it's clear that you've changed, so why summertime gotta end, it's been a year and did some they end change, up breaking up? Uh, we'll get there. Oh no! <laughs> we'll get there. Um, but yeah, he talks about like, wh- why do we have to leave? Like, why would we ever want to be apart? Because summertime never has to end, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and he talks about how like he lived, in, he grew up in like some place in South Carolina, and he talks about how like my town felt so like so small and so uh, uninteresting and. Nothing would ever happen here until that person came into his life, and it completely changed like his entire worldview. No. And yeah, the in the end, the the message of the album is the same as Ramona in Scott Pilgrim, where like this person would never exist. This idealized, uh, what's the what's the term? The manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. Will save you from all your problems. It's like yeah. that person will never exist, but also at the same time, that's not a reason to not want things to be better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And at the and that comes through because at the very end of the album, um, after like heart spills out, all these emotions happen. Like, oh fuck, where do we go from here? Um, there, at the last song, there's a few seconds of silence, and then you hear the the Legend of Zelda, the like the heart refilling. And it's like, yo, it's like, <gasps> it's like things are still good. Things are still good. We're it's still like we're alive. And I really, really, really love that detail. And it might come up again. Oh. Anyway, <gasps> that that album was released in 2014. So I I was a little late to it, but I mean, it was one of my favorite albums of all time for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, after that. X Society was kind of born because before it was just Bill and Rav who kind of started. You know how there's the term of like the the Newgrounds animators where they started like a long fucking time ago, but they're on Newgrounds. So nobody looked at them. Yeah. At least in my experience. Um, Bill and Rav were Newgrounds rappers. <laughs> what? Yeah, they were. that's where they were doing their shit. And apparently for a while they fucking hated each other uh, until they actually talked to each other. And like, damn, we're kind of best friends for now. Now. For real, for real. Uh, they lived with each other for a while, etc. Rav is older than he looks because he was born. Uh, the only details he talks about from like where he's where he was born is he said he's born in the Soviet Union. What? Um, and he grew up in London. He's a weird guy, to be honest. He's he's got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. Uh, but he started the group X Society with himself, uh, Kilbo the rapper. Uh, square, with, spelled with a C instead of a Q, uh, and aerospace. And aerospace is 
awesome and I love him, but he's not going to come up a whole lot. And to be honest, I don't listen to Square that much, but that's more of a me thing. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, uh, over some time, like they released more and more albums together. They uh, they released an album called Skin. Uh, they released a bunch of like smaller stuff together with like all of them having a different part. Sometimes it's just three of them. Sometimes it's two of them, but it's all kind of like in that collective. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people have found them from at one point, uh, Robert Ross from the the game while like game grump stuff was happening was like a big fan of them. Uh, and he was, they like were invited onto Ross's, like one of Ross's like drawing shows. Which is really cool. And now um, Super Mega is a big fan of them. And I think Bill is on tour with Matt Watson from Super Mega right now. So it's like they have all these bigger, like, friends and, like, fans. But they don't really get the recognition that they deserve, to be honest. No! Curses! Kill Bill, for example, um, his biggest song on Spotify uh, is called Love Drug off of the album New Moon. That was with mm-hmm. him and Rev. It has got 14 million views, but Bill on Twitter has less than 30k followers. Wow. Nobody respects my boys. I mean, there's a... How do I explain this? As somebody with a marketing background, where I... It's, it's sometimes really difficult to, like, properly express on the internet, like, how good something is. Like, there's the... Yeah. Uh, if you've got the budget, you absolutely can have an entire team assist you with this. But when you're someone who's coming up from the small end and doing everything on your own, especially if you don't have experience with social media, like I can see how that happened where like he's got a genuine product. Like he's got music yeah. that is kind of really deep. And then I haven't even listened to it. And my feelings are already hurt. Wait till we get to the main subject. Oh, no. <laughs> um. But I can see where, like, because he's not doing the mainstream stuff, it's a lot harder for people to be like, yeah, I relate to this person. Yeah. <laughs> because sex, drugs, money, when it's not, it's uh When it's, when it's anxiety and depression <laughs> and I don't know how to, what to do with my emotions about a relationship. Yeah. Kind of so I can, I can kind of see where, how that happened, but I obviously would love for him to get more respect and recognition for the good work he's doing yeah and exo as a as a concept um was like rav made it but made it for like these are my friends and we're we're all gonna help each other however we can but at the same time this label means we're never gonna sign to an actual label because then they're gonna like stifle what we're able to do so it's it's also like kind of an intentional thing that they're never gonna let themselves be bound by a label by like a label which I think is neat as hell. Yeah. A lot more stressful when you've got people telling you what to do. Yeah. You know how I said that Bill seems like a very self-reflective, self-aware guy? Yeah. Um, at one point, I think it was in 2019, it might have been early 2020, he was like, he just came on to, tw- like, it was in the middle of a bunch of stuff. Um, at what, like they were, they ha- they made their own little Let's Play channel, like Game Grump style, called Chibi Chubby, and I thought it was really funny, but it didn't mm. last very long because of this. Oh no! Um, he came out on Twitter and was like, "There was a thing that I did that I kind of broke a friend's trust in like a kind of mean way, and I have to take my own time to reflect on that, so I'm just gonna disappear for a while." 
and I'm not going to get into the specifics of it. Mm-hmm. Trust me, it's nowhere near as extreme as it might sound. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's like yeah, you just break your friend's trust. Yeah, he did something. He's got to think on it. Like yeah. it's pretty mature, honestly. Especially if he's just like, hey. No one would have ever known about any of it with it, but he just like openly came out about it. He talked about the whole thing, and he's like, "I'm taking a bunch of time, and I'm just gonna reflect on everything." Yeah, and I'm like, I mean, that tracks. That's the kind of dude he is. Not yeah. to be mean, but to understand that he has to deal with shit. Yeah, like people process it in their own way, and yeah. that's valid. So, uh, Bill's gone for two years. <laughs> That's a long time. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Nothing on nothing on Twitter, nothing in music, nothing on YouTube. He's just gone. Um, I think he came back at one point to be like, oh, I fucking broke my leg. <laughs> but that was unrelated. <laughs> and then uh, I think at some point, I think Rav talked about it offhandedly, like on a live stream. But that girl that he was talking about in Ramona, because of this drama, uh, she left him. Aww. Which was... Yeah, and then uh, COVID happened, so he's kind of isolated himself from that. He's isolated himself from social media, and yeah, yeah, you know. That's upsetting. Sad times. Like, he separated himself and was like, okay, I'm coming back now, and then, nope. Kind of. Stay your ass inside. Yeah, so we didn't hear from Bill for, like, at least a year and a half at all. And the first thing we heard back from him was um, the intro thing I did. Uh, he made that he made a video saying that uh, on their main Ex Society YouTube channel, and it was a teaser for what a lot of the fan base referred to as Ramona too. Hmm. Which like everyone, because Ramona was technically his only album he's ever fully made. He's made uh, mixtapes of like singles and stuff that have really cool album arts that I'll link here to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Resin, uh, and this is called Drop Season, which he released after Ramona, but before this stuff happened. That art is really cool. It's, I like the 90s like vibe. The 90s like manga vibe. It's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then Bill came back uh, with the album Snow Globe Theory, and it's my favorite album of all time. By far. Just because it speaks to me. <laughs> it's This is it. <laughs> Like, from an outside perspective, it is a breakup album. And at that time, I was going through a breakup. So, mm-hmm. it hit hard. Um, and fun fact for the listener, I guess for the listener it'll be a, a while later. But as of recording this, uh, the one-year birthday of Snow Globe Theory is in like a week, which is it- neat. Hey, yo! Yeah, so it'll be a couple weeks after. It'll be a few weeks, but it was yeah. November 20, 26th when the album came out, 2021. Nice. Uh, I should link you the art for Snow Globe Theory. Let me see it. Just like Ramona, there's a girl on it. Hey! Oh, hey! Ah, oh, I see! I see what they did there. What did you, what did you, what do you see that they did? Alright, we scroll up. Yeah. We see Ramona up here. Blue hair with the star on her hair, and it's very kawaii. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it's got big rose-colored lenses energy, especially going yeah. back to, like, ah, oh, Manic Pixie Dream Girl's going to save me. And then we get down here, and then now it's kind of like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's definitely got, like, space uh, anime energy going on here, but it's, like, almost the same haircut, almost the same jacket, but the star's now, like, on a chain and an earring. Would you refer to it as melancholic? Uh, 
Yes, but it, it doesn't feel like she's here to save me anymore. Yeah. It's, it feels more like she's the enemy, but not in like a not in like a very obvious way. It's not a red versus blue sort of enemy situation, yeah. but like that we're at odds. Yeah. Is now the energy, and I think that's very interesting. The whole theme of the album is like as like I said in the intro, um we're we're now in a world where um, suddenly a, a glass dome uh, appeared around the planet and it's been snowing for months. And the main character, Bill, has is decided that he's going to fix this by building a rocket and uh, going through the glass and going to the moon because it's not snowing there. But there's no other resources up there. <laughs> so yeah, the first, the first song is called Glass um, and it is a 20 second track. so bent out of shape about. This is exactly what you wanted. Did she? Did he hire someone to say that, or is that like yeah. a voicemail? Okay, because I I know some people use voicemails, and I was about to be like, "Hey, yo!" It would be pretty cool. Uh, it's credited to someone named Jessica Jacobs. I don't know who that is, but I'm assuming. Yeah, okay, she doesn't have anything on Genius, so I'm assuming that she is just a friend. Okay. That did a voice for him. Um, and yeah, uh, and then it goes through Do Not Disturb and Cigarettes. And it's like all of these songs that are about directly about like his experience throughout the time that he kind of isolated himself with depression. Mm-hmm. A very on the nose like example of the kind of lyrics that are through this is um, I'm smoking cigarettes to paint my lungs as black as what's inside me. Hey, yo. <laughs> I felt like dying today, and I felt like it yesterday, too. I need to dump what's in my mind, but I don't have the storage or the means. That's just in the chorus. Like, ah, that's such a banger, too. Ooh. Song a lot. Yeah. I'm smoking cigarettes to paint my lungs as black as what's inside me. I'm so lost, so fucking lost. And government tracking couldn't find me. Felt like dying today. Felt like it yesterday, too. I pray don't find me away. All I see is shades of blue. I need some pink. I need some red. I need some orange in between. I need to know what's in my mind. Don't have these are emotions that I, these, these are these are emotions. <laughs> these are emotions. And you know how like the 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 generic rap staple is like the ad libs like hey yo that's kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, the ad lib in this song it just says I'm sorry. Oh no! And it's like fuck. <laughs> Uh, talk to God but felt ungodly echoes through my field at night wonder how you feel at night I reached for space and feel the light I'm sorry mm, <sighs> so that's I, cigarettes I I watch too much Drawfee and I know at the end of like their shows they go sorry like for <laughs> what they've done like in terms of like the art that they've drawn and so my brain kind of like mushed those two things together where it's just like, <laughs> ah, deep emotions. I'm sorry. sorry I'm for you. <laughs> your Sonic's butthole again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I... Uh... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go on. I'm so sorry. Um, the song After Cigarettes is called A While, um, where he talks about um, all of the promises that they made together 
found a torn copy of my motives. I don't think you can see it, but I can promise that it was there. I can promise that I meant it, and I can't promise that you care. I made a lot of promises, and I promise that I meant them. I promise I regret painting our time with these addendums. I promise that when looking back on everything, I miss it. And I promise if I could, I would go back and do shit different. Oh. Uh, and now I'm talking through these lyrics you won't ever hear. I really hope you find yourself and have a better year. My passion burns blue and every vein is ever clear. I mourn for every affirmation spoke that ever left your ear. Uh... It's like, it's like <laughs> deep cutting stuff. Um, After my extensive amounts of therapy and my extensive amounts of attempting to learn how to, how to be a person... Uh, um, yeah. talking about emotions is very important to me and very, very, uh, intense for me at the same time. And so mm -hmm. like my brain is like, I'm hearing these words and then they're going through the process and the, in the computer in my brain. And it's like, well, what does that feel like? And my whole body goes, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna, I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue. Yes, please. Oh no. <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> this album, I'm just going to go track by track to tell the story that it's trying to tell. I will, I will, I will leave you to it. Um, the next track is called uh, "What to Say," uh, and it, it's more talking about a uh, cockpit full of regrets. I need a hyperdrive. I'm a mess. Scattered, ignite the skies. It's like talking about these regrets, but also kicking back to the the theme, like overarching story of in a in the song "A While." That's when the rocket ship takes off, which um, he's clarified the, the album art. There's a girl on it. That girl is, he's referred to as Luna, the silent pilot. In his lore of the, of the album, he said that uh, Luna just showed up to him and nobody knows where she came from and she never says, said anything, but she just showed up with a rocket ship to take him to the moon. Uh, uh, okay. It tracks. It? It's, it's yeah. tracking. It makes sense. And then we get to the song Ring Ring. I'm searching, I'm searching for a broad universe Where we can be something more than friends mm -hmm. And then, this song specifically has a lot of yelling, and it goes really hard. I love this song a lot. I love all these songs, but Fire Ring Ring goes crazy. Um, but the end of Ring Ring has a sample. I can tell you how I'm sorry, honestly, that shit on that. Got it written down. AOS for us is 102.25. <laughs> okay, 40 minutes, babe. I gotta connect acid batteries. Okay, okay stand by. That's one and three. High voltage off reset. That's one. Boy, that sure is weird music. No. It's a whistling, you know, like an outer space type thing. Uh, some audio taken from Apollo 10. Hey, yo. Um, when they were in space. Uh, and it's, I forget their full names, but it's Kernan and, and Kernan, Young, and Stafford. I don't remember the, the men's actual names, but they're the, the, the astronauts. Um, and they're talking to each other about, like, 
to doing diagnostics about stuff and then Kernan says boy that is that sure is some weird music and they're hearing like a, a buzzing in their in their micro their headsets or something mm-hmm. it's like he's going past apollo 10 he's shooting off he's going oh. he's gonna make it he's gonna make it through the the the, the, the dome the dome the snow dome and then snow dancer is a good song it's not rap it's more singing and it's not that long but it's got a lot of stuff that we'll, we'll go past it you know when somebody says an album has zero skips yeah this album is my favorite example of one with negative one skips what do you mean uh on the official like spotify release of the, the album uh this song the next song called pearl is not there because I don't remember if it was Cartoon Network or specifically Adult Swim or something, did not let them use the sample. So they just couldn't use it. But it's on like the YouTube upload and on the CD. Oh, so you have to like go to YouTube to go listen to that part of the album I, and then come back? I specifically do that. If I'm listening, I own the CD, but if I'm listening on Spotify, I pause Spotify after snow dancer and then go to the music video for pearl listen to that and then i go and i listen to the rest of it oh my god um pearl is a lot sweeter it's it's kind of like reminiscing on the good days Mm -hmm. but the reason it wasn't cleared is because of a extended uh sample from steven universe i I never watched steven universe um but the important part was the pearl you have to tell me what's wrong sometimes You even sound like her. Do you remember this place? Do you have any of her memories? We were right here, over 5,000 years ago. Sometimes I wonder if she can see me through your eyes. What would she think of me now? And then the next song, track nine is called Poltergeist, but subtitle, The Boy Who Broke the Glass. Uh, admittedly, my brain immediately jumped to uh, Corpse Husband's song Poltergeist in my Don't head. Don't talk about Corpse Husband. <laughs> I'm so sorry, please continue. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so the beginning of the song is the Poltergeist part, uh, referring to the line, you look like you've seen a ghost, the people have said to him. Um, it's continuing like the sad self-reflection and like all these things. And I've been digging for days trying to figure out just how low, how low it could go from here. Why do I always get in my way trying to figure out just how low and et cetera, et cetera. But with like a minute and a half left in the song, that song ends. And then it's just like this instrumental of like this really happy, like do, 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 do. And it's like... He, that's like the moment that he broke through the glass and he's going to the moon like he made it through like this obstacle that he had for himself mm-hmm. and it's like a really happy little thing um mm-hmm. and then the next song is called destiny bond a lot of their songs have long they have a lot of song titles that refer to pokemon uh they mm-hmm. have a whole album or a whole playlist of just their pokemon songs like saffron cerulean destiny bond etc 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 uh roma yes what does Destiny Bond do in Pokemon? No idea. Destiny Bond is a status effect. Um, if you apply Destiny Bond to your opponent and your opponent uh, faints that Pokemon, then they also get fainted. Ayo? 
it's reflecting because like you think after he broke through the glass he's at the moon etc you think like oh it's happy now he made it he did the thing he wanted to do destiny bond's one of the saddest songs of the album <laughs> no <laughs> and it's like it's reflecting on like the whole fucking metaphor of the snow globe is have you ever been like in a real bad funk where you just don't want to leave anything you don't feel like you belong in the world and that like the idea of him accepting that and trying to leave and go somewhere else is like trying to run away from all of his problems and just like destiny bond it's like him taking himself away from his old life just because somebody removed themselves from it too and it's like you don't have to do that because you're you're valid in living your own life. The baby! I'm so worried about him! It's so good. Oh, no! Uh, I'm feeling emotions. I'm glad. Oh, God, I haven't even listened to it. <laughs> I, I imagine you're going to listen to it immediately after we're done. Yes. Which everyone should do. Absolutely. Yeah, um... The first line in the song after Destiny Bond says, You were scared to brave the forest we get built from our resentment. All that anger with the world, can't you see? Cemented from inception meant to be. Hey. All of these things that you establish in your mind that like, oh, this is my goal. But why are you setting that goal? Because you're trying to escape from something else. And it's like, the whole leaving the planet is him avoiding the problem. Ah, uh, and it's just not that easy though to like just. It isn't. It's it really, uh... really isn't. Uh, ain't no change in my pace. Ain't no moving my stars. I think my fate is my fate. Sealed from birth throughout the skies, the way the moon gave a subtle wink. I'm staring through this cage to ask my captor what the fuck to think. I think I'm crazy. I think I'm onto something new, but maybe, maybe I'm just crazy. Oh. It's like, I, like, if you've been feeling that before, you know what he's talking about. And that's like the, uh, oh, the last song, uh, shout out Plaquas. <laughs> Wait, did um, you just say shut up Plaquas or shout out Plaquas? Shout out, shout out. Oh, okay. I was like, ayo. <laughs> Um, because the last song starts with the sample from, I don't know what the fuck it's from, but they're speaking Dutch, and I asked Plaquas to translate it for me. Oh, shout because, out. Like, it's a, it's a small enough, like, fan base that not, like, I feel like a lot of people don't know what the fuck it says, and they don't have a direct connection to someone who speaks Dutch. True. Um, but the sample says, uh, it's like a woman and a man talking to each other. And the man's offering the woman uh, Turkish delight. Uh, and the woman says, no, I can't. They'll break my teeth. Turks fight. How I read it is him seeing himself, like, reflecting and seeing himself as so fragile that something as soft as literal jelly would destroy him like it's, re it's reflecting on a fragile person turkish delight i was like i don't know what that is is that a coffee is it, that's a jelly turkish delight is like a rose flavored jelly covered really? in really powdered sugar i think powdered something oh huh. yeah i always thought it was like a coffee 
No. So that makes it okay. So now that I understand what Turkish delight is, that makes that much more impactful. Because before I was like, is, is it a hard candy that he's chewing on? No. It it it's specifically jelly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's the same kind of idea. Like, I don't know what the fuck they just said, but okay. But then later I'm like, oh, fuck. I know what the Dutch says now. Now it hurts. Now it hurts again. Um, and it it makes sense because several times in the song he says, I felt you crumble through my fingers just a couple. Like, you, and then you felt me crumble through your fingers. And it's like everything's crumbling and dying and falling away this song is called spaceman by the way i one of my favorite uh bits from this song and from the album as a whole is uh where should i start i'm floating on a rock full of skeletons only sign of life inside a jar full of specimens when everything is said and done once the air settles some maybe i should stay and let my body feel feed the dust Cause see, this world could be your everything. This world could have your answers. This world could hold your hand. This world could cure your cancer. This world could grow from me and take my bones and make a castle. This world could take my ribs and build a bridge to curb the hassle. This world could take my lungs and hang balloons atop the skyline. This world could take my brain and let you walk in my time. This world could take my soul. I think this world could take my soul. I think this world could take my soul. Uh, but that's the first verse and the second verse you're feeding off the impact still you didn't waste a thing the sound could make satan sing and you could die inside this crater and this world could take your soul i bet this world could take your soul i bet this world could take he's moved from who that who he used to be and looking back like yeah if you let this shit overcome you the world could take your soul (laughs) you could die in this crater that you fell for He's in a crater because he fell from the moon. Uh, <laughs> but. Oh, oh, shoot. But this, like, all of this stuff could take, like, everything could be taken away from you if you let it fall away. And then yeah. several seconds of silence. gets his hearts back because it's not it's like looking back like fuck i'm not gonna let that take my fucking soul i'm gonna keep going oh he's making progress look at him go very very sweet and i love this album a lot oh now you can see how this album means a lot to me (laughs) especially when i was when it first came out um it came out like the day after thanksgiving so i was the only person left awake in my my mother's house and the album came out at midnight and everyone went to bed and i was like half drunk and i put it on the big screen with like the youtube premiere and i was just fucking jamming out oh my goodness oh my goodness i'm having a lot of emotions at this moment and um this has activated the sleeper cells of all of the music that has ever made me feel big emotions, <laughs> they're all just standing behind me like, aren't you gonna mention me? <laughs> it's not my time. And it's, like, it's the same thing as um, when I first found their music because even after that, 
then Rav comes out with, I will link this album art, with an album called I'm On To Me. And it's all about self-reflecting, about a cycle of guilt and emotions and everything. And it's even, like, structured to be, like, if you play it in on loop, then it'll feed back into itself and, like, relay this the, the cycle of how we lose people in our lives. Not, like, through death, but, like, I don't know, people just kind of fade away. Yeah, the death of relationships, whether it's sudden or slow yeah. or... My favorite Ooh. bit from I'm I'm just gonna go over my favorite bits from some other albums now because I have the time to talk about a thing that none of my friends let me talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> on I'm on to me, uh, he talks to on like one of the I think it's the second song. He talks about how um I might have to learn a new language just for somebody new to hear me, like somebody talk to me that kind of thing. And then yeah. on the very last song, the uh, last song of the album. He uh, is it's called to my future self uh, and it has a line that's like, if you're listening to this, well, then knee how and it's like he learns like they learn a different language to have people listen to me. It's the same thing. Oh, my God. I like that bit a lot. Oh, wait, did you just say did you just say knee how? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The album. I, I learned Chinese for a brief period of time. So I was like, wait, that's a word I know. <laughs> and it's also kind of a callback to Chinatown to like. The, from yeah. from Mona, where it's like, oh, I'm going to talk to people that I think are really cool, but I literally cannot communicate to. This, I can definitely tell now this man's a One Piece fan. <laughs> if he can lay out pieces this far in advance. Oh, um, <laughs> you want to see the real, uh, I can't think of the name of the song. I'll find it. There's a picture of from one of his singles that it's just, it's basically just him as Luffy. Oh, it's called Time Tested. I found it. I found it. Is that the GIF? No. Oh, because that, that still just from... looks like him, like, Luffy. No, I mean, when you see this, you'll see what I mean. Here, I will link it here in Discord. Join the Discord, Hyperfixation Discord. Hyperfixation Discord. Oh! Yeah, it's just It's the same Luffy. outfit! Yeah. And he, but he's got little mounts for eyes. That was his look for a while. Wait, so... Just so I can make sure I understand all of this correctly. Mm -hmm. Because I've been picturing this since... Uh... Forgive me, my listening comprehension is sometimes dumb. Oh, so I'm happy to talk about it. Who? So, can you remind me again of who was doing these albums? So, did you say it was Rav, the 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 dude with the black hair? Rav, yeah, Rav is the dude with the black hair who always has the the mouth eyes. So he's the one who's been having all these emotions, or is it Kill Bill who's That's having Bill. all these emotions? If there's okay. an album with anime girl on it, then it's Bill. Okay, but if it's a Mouth eyes, it's Brad. Yeah, but they work together. They work together a lot. They're they're like best friends. Okay. Um, and something that they did together with all of EXO that is the last thing I want to bring up before they kind of split up a little bit. Uh, they did a thing where they all they rented an Airbnb in Washington, uh, in like the middle of a, like a fucking beautiful forest, and they spent a week there, just the four of them in EXO, and made an album from nothing here's an art from one of the singles called the lodge uh i really like this art a lot it's really pretty uh it's rav as like roots and his brain is the lodge and it's all like the mouths and roots and like old kind of horror style Ooh. but yeah they did that and they made a whole documentary about it it's an hour long and it's fucking beautiful and i love it and it's like oh they're all friends and they're all hanging out and they're all making music together and they talk about their past and their relationships and how 
I don't know how the whole experience has been treating them. And I'll, I'll link that in the Discord. Uh, and everyone should watch it if you have time. It's really... It's way more high quality than it should be. Ah. Uh. It's just, like, a YouTube video with, like... I don't know. It probably has, like, 30,000 views. It's so mm -hmm. beautiful. Ah. Uh. You know... There's the there's this this little bit inside of me that's like really happy to see that a bunch of dudes can just go hang out and like be themselves and talk about their feelings and make art out of it and it not be like toxic, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're super sweet. Just so it's just it makes it warms me. It warms my little heart. All of them are super sweet. They're all they all just got feelings. And they went out after they released this album from their from the the Into the Woods documentary and the album that they all made together. They all went on tour across the country, and I couldn't fucking go, and I was pissed. And now they're Yum. broken up, kind of. Well, Aerospace left, but like if they're never gonna do that again, I'm even more pissed. No. Yeah. That's uh, how well, it be. When you get a better understanding of the drama, please let me know. And you can cut that out if you need to, but. I want to understand the situation more now because now I'm invested in the boys. I, after you watch the documentary, I'll talk to you about the drama. Okay. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's about everything I wanted to. So as we, as we cool down, mm -hmm. um, do you have questions? I, I, well, I have, I have a lot of swirling emotions going on in my body about this, but um, so you, you've discovered this, a couple years ago, a few years ago, and you've been you've been kind of moving along with these musicians and have this like a, what's the word I'm looking for, like uh, parasocial relationship, yeah, paras, yes, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, but uh, do you f where are you? I don't know how to phrase this. I wish I could just touch your forehead and you would understand, and the listeners would be like, ah, yes. Ooh, mm, uh, there's a part of me that's also worried that's too personal of a of a question. No, hit me with anything. Uh, so you, this the album specifically with the the moon has a lot to do with breakups, and mm -hmm. around that time you also were experiencing s similar emotions. Yeah, and so from then to now, being able to like sit hand in hand with this album, like, do you think that that helped you with closure, or do you think that like made you uh, at least, like, have something to, like... Th Am no, I making I, a lick of sense? <laughs> no, it, it's perfect. It makes perfect sense. It's, okay. I, I, Not even just with that one. I feel like all of their music can kind of hit me in that kind of way. Because for me personally, I don't know how everyone else's brains work, but for me personally, whenever I can find... Typically it's music, but any time, any type of media that expresses an idea in such a specific way that like that you felt in that very specific way before then it's like fuck i'm not alone i'm not the only person going through this shit you know what i mean uh like validation yeah almost. exactly and that that's helped me a lot through several times you know it's like absolutely uh, oh yeah once it's framed in a certain way it makes a lot more sense like once i can i mean this is an extreme example but if I can see these things happening and like, oh, that's just like the moon and breaking through the glass and running away from your problems and like that kind of thing. It's like a different context that makes sense. I think a lot of art does that in general, but mm -hmm. I, I agree 
with I uh, I'm having a lot of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's like a lot yeah, like yes, there there are days that I need to just like shut everything out and listen to Snow Globe Theory through the whole thing and be like, fuck, dude. So that uh, you step out of your room and be like, I'm better now, I need a glass of water. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh um which song would you say I can't I I guess it's really unfair of me. It's almost like saying like which is your favorite kid? Uh which song would you say you probably maybe speaks to you the strongest? On or you listen to the most? <laughs> on Snow Globe Theory or from these guys in general? Uh which one's easier for you to answer? I can answer both of them. Then give me both. Um on Snow Globe Theory specifically, I have to choose two songs, but they're right next to each other. Uh, okay. Destiny Bond into Ib is an emotional roller coaster that hasn't been matched by anything else. Oh my lord. It's a lot. It's the ninth and tenth track, and it's a lot, and I love it a lot. Um, but if you just want a banger, then just listen to like Ring Ring or Cigarettes. Sick. They're just so- like out of context, those are just songs that you could just listen to and fucking dance or whatever. I don't care. Yeah, like they're they're really good as is from face value, but underneath when you open up the cupboard, it's like, ooh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff in here. It's the best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Exactly. Sorry. That's also my favorite. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite song of all time is a song that just has Rav on it, but it's produced by Patsu. Do you know who Patsu is? Uh, actually... Wildly enough, I do. Hold on, yeah. let me let me look them up so I can make sure I'm remembering them correctly. He's kind uh, of a prolific uh, producer. He's made a lot of beats. He made um, a really popular a beat for a really really popular. I think his mo- I think the most popular uh, XXX Tentacion song. What? I haven't listened to a lot of that person's music. I've listened to a lot of lo-fi that Patsu. I don't know if it's yeah. the same Patsu, but... It, it is. He does a lot of lo-fi stuff. I listen to a great deal of lo-fi music. If you've ever listened to Jocelyn Flores by Tentacion, that's a beat that Patsu made. Anyway. Hey, yo. Um, Patsu and Rav have done two songs together by now. One was very, very recent, and one was a year ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Um, they're both really, really good, but... The song B by Patsu and Rev is my favorite song of all time. Uh, and warning to the listener, when I, I have mentioned, like, I'm in their discords. I'm in their group discords for EXO and everything. At one point, there was like, hey, what's your favorite uh, song from them? And I said, B. And three people individually asked if I was okay. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> so. Yo. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot and a lot more than even what I've talked about here, but it's my favorite song of all time. If you want a, a lighter one, then listen to Fallen, their newest one, which is like, I mean, it's the same two guys. It's just a triumphant version of B. Gotcha. Is Diet B, maybe? No. It's still really good. I wouldn't consider it Diet. Diet, diet drinks are shit. True. Aspartame. I'll, I'll link Fallen. And if you like Do Fallen it. and want to be really sad, then listen to B. And I won't link B for people who don't want to engage with it at all. Yeah, it's B, but like B E. My brain B-E. keeps hearing it as like a buzz B. Yeah, if you look if you look up Rav Patsu, the first thing is uh, an AMV somebody made. Uh, this will give more context to B. The AMV is for Evangelion, and it's just Shinji screaming and freaking. <gasps> Tracks, really. It's, like, it's very tragic. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man, I'm oh, mm, I short circuiting emotions. Oh Lord, have mercy. Um, yeah, but in the end, they're just funny little guys. They do a lot of comedy stuff. They do. <laughs> um, they have a, a short series on their Ex Society channel called. Uh, it's only two episodes, but it's called Cognitive Exotica, uh, and it's really interestingly edited, like just kind of vlogs but just like them hanging out and it's got a bunch of <clears throat> like early 90s vibes and everything going on it's so good oh yeah uh listen listen <coughs> excuse me i have a cold you're valid listeners listen to snow globe theory listen to um rav's album i'm on to me listen to aerospace's album called you're a liar and you suck who would love you and listen to Square's album called Hillside, I believe. No, Phenomenal. The song's called Hillside. Listen to all of it. It's all beautiful and amazing. There's a part of me that's just wanting to put you on a homework assignment to make a YouTube playlist to just, like, plop in here of all the things in order. I could do that. Of, like, my experience of, like, yeah. music videos and stuff. I could do that. Yeah. And then it's just like, here you go. Here's the emotional train and sit yeah. in it. If Get you in. go into Choo-choo. the Discord, by the time this episode goes up, the last thing there should be that playlist that I will make after we are done. Hell yeah. So closing thoughts. I think I think we're getting to the point now where we're we're officially closing up on things. Yeah. My voice is starting to die, so yeah. <laughs> Your poor voice. I, I feel almost like there should be because this episode, we've talked really intensely about strong human emotions, which is one of the many things that I love. Like, for example, through Chainsaw Man, a lot of different yeah. uh, One Piece. There's a lot of strong emotions and I love experiencing them, but they also are, you know, like strong emotions. And um, so as somebody who uh, is probably the right target market for listening to these very strong emotional songs that are still made by very wonderful, sweet people. Um, do you have like any like words of affirmation? I don't want to say advice, but just like yeah, a... no, I understand. Yeah, um, I'm bad at words. <laughs> I think the biggest thing to remember is like that little, I don't know what you would call it, the bit at the end of both Ramona and and uh, Snow Globe Theory, where like the Zelda hearts coming back, like even through all of these things, like they go through some heavy shit in these in these tracks, like it's not like the end of what of what they're going to experience right it's not like they're going to let that hold them down for the rest of their life it's always that i don't know there's more to continue and i think overall the messages of these albums are that these things can't hold you down in the end but it's a journey to get there and a journey that i think is really important to acknowledge because a lot of people are going through that journey whether they realize it or not yeah it's heavy right now and it's hard to get up, but you'll get stronger and you'll be able to get up. You will always be stronger and you'll always get back up. And that's going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I use comedy, so I don't feel emotions so hard. <laughs> Same. There and- it is. My fourth cry today. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was good. Ah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this with me. I I I love I I love to. Oh, I love therapy and I love emotions. <laughs> and I mean, they have 
like alive. feel good albums too. Listen to if you want to feel good, listen to Solar Flare. Solar Flare's an album with Kill Bill and Rav, and it's just bangers from front to back. And it's just like, yeah, we're going through a summer. To, it's literally like there's like crickets and everything for like summertime sounds, and it's like that's summertime. Summertime never ends, baby. Baby. Yeah, that that's the mantra to keep in mind. Summertime never ends. Even if oh. you fictionally in your own mind build a, a glass dome around the world to make it permanently winter hey what did i say uh, i mean in the captain's log it's june 22nd at summertime shouldn't be snowing then let it let the fucking summertime come in mm-hmm. <sighs> now i completely understand that intro bit much better now i do not know how to like have a returning bit for it <laughs> um is there anything else that we should address before we before we cool down? Um, music good. Music good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Just applause. <laughs> Would you like to put in your plugs? Oh, uh, mostly just on Twitter, but that's kind of a hellscape now, I guess. You can find me on my Terraria Calamity world where I just beat the Moon Lord and I'm trying to fight Providence. How would I find that? <laughs> Tachyon Kingdom at T-A-C-H-Y-O-N Kingdom. Just like the, the name of that one song and then Kingdom at the end. Where Kingdom also comes from a different song. But hey, that's from a different guy. We're not going to worry about that. It's from a song called Be a King. Mm-hmm. That's that's a hyperfixation season three. We'll get the full backstory. Oh, we could. That one's going to be even sadder, because that guy who made that song actually died. <laughs> no! Oh my god! Yeah, he's like seven foot something, and he just like died from medical Oh, stuff. okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it still sucks, but oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Where else can we be found? Is there anywhere else that we can find you, or is it just Twitter until Twitter dies? Just Twitter until I personally kill Twitter in the end. <laughs> You're busting out of the snow globe and you're just punching Elon Musk in the face. <laughs> in his fucking space car looking ass. Oh my god. Trying to oh. run away from his emotions, I guess. I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> Twitter could be fixed. He just needs to listen to this album. That's what I'm saying. And then be half decent person. All right, let's, let's get off that. <laughs> um. You can find me on the internet. Uh, as of this moment, Twitter still lives, so it's twitter.com forward slash I appreciate your butt. I A P P R as of recording. I A P P R E C I, the number eight U R B U T C. If Twitter does die, I'm also on Tumblr. Uh, it is I appreciate your butt, but everything's spelled out full and correctly, no numbers. So, like, Y O U R B U T T. I like the appreciate's a forward. Um, and I I also made a Tumblr uh, for the podcast. So the t- the podcast on Twitter and Tumblr is both the Hyperfix Pod. There is an Instagram. I despise Instagram for personal reasons. I, I don't like Instagram either. I just <sighs> sometimes I, I just want to say yeah. words. I don't want to post pictures all the time. And why would I make a Facebook page for this show? I have no <laughs> idea. But uh, there may be a co-host in the future. If there is, I'll be sure to mention it. But um. As of right now, I just got the Twitter and the Tumblr and the Pinecast website. It has, there's, there's a Pinecast website. Uh, Excuse me. I drink all my water. And uh, thank you to Moonshot for letting me do this. Uh, You can find them at Moonshot Pods on Twitter and Tumblr and Twitch at Moonshot Network. 
I believe. Yes. Probably. Uh, that sounds correct. And thank you to Offuscate, O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E, for the intro and outro music. You can find them on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud at that handle. And they will be there for all your podcast music needs. Uh, they make me very happy, and I love them. Uh, I think that's it. That's it? I think that's all the plugs I needed to do. Sounded good. It sounds correct. So, uh, be safe. Don't die. Feel your emotions. Summertime never ends. Summertime never ends. And badoop. Hey, Jane. Hey, Jacqueline. What do you think the most significant YA book series like the 2000s to the 2010s is? Oh, definitely The Hunger Games. No, no, I mean like... Like uh, Twilight, Twilight. That's the best no, one. no, I'm talking about the Percy Jackson series by Riordan. Uh, I've not heard of those. If I wanted to listen to a funny podcast about those, what would you suggest? Well, I would recommend Unwise Girls, which you and I host... This is a podcast where we reread, analyze, and frequently joke about the books of the Rick Riordan verse, and we see why people call these the best young adult magical series of the 2000s. And we always take time to declare which characters are canonically, factually, not cis-head, because Rick Riordan is not the boss of us. Listen to Unwise Girls every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the Moonshot Network. <laughs>